Blog Talk Radio. We don't know why, and we fail, but we never try, and life gets overwhelming. But when I am in doubt, I trust that He'll work it out. He loves her.
And we want to thank everyone for tuning into the Five Two Song Network tonight. This is Brother Seth. How did y'all like that? I like that little hip song. That is, his love really, really, really does last forever. I mean, even when we're not operating in love for our own self, there is a force working on our behalf, even when we're acting a fool, and not um, not even the, not even taking the best care of ourselves. Again. We have this Most High that's looking for out, looking out for us, and uh, I just thank Him for that love. That song, I've been playing that song, playing that song because His love truly lasts forever. Well, folks, tonight we're talking about the uh, title. Uh, you've been a Hebrew Israelite for some time now. What has it done for you? One more time, you've been a Hebrew Israelite for some time now. What has it done for you? So we're going to have some brothers and perhaps sisters on talking about. We don't know who's on who's on cue as far as callers. You never know who's going to call the show. But for sure we have the brothers in the house. And maybe Sister Eliana will uh, tune in tonight. We don't know. But, folks, we're asking a question. Again, you've been a Hebrew Israelite for some time now. What has it done for you? Now, this, of course, is people that acknowledge those of us that, that acknowledge who we are. But keep in mind, brothers and sisters, if you're part of the Atlantic slave trade, there is a good chance you are an Israelite and simply don't know it. This is not a a club. This is a DNA thing. You either Israel, according to the flesh, or you're not. Okay, you either Israel or you're not. And if you are, what benefit of the, the what benefit is it to you? I wanted to play that song because that song says more than what I have to say really at this time because it's all about his love lasting forever. Uh, folks, I've, I'll say it every week. Um, I'm not going to even get into it this week, and that is to follow in the show. Y'all know, should know what to do by now. Um, tonight, I uh, said in the uh, – I'll just go ahead and read the show description because, like I said, I'm sure everybody knows by now to follow us and support us and share the shows. But I sent this message to many people. And it would go something like this. I said, tonight, uh, uh, titled on the blog, talk radio, on this platform, is the title. You've been a Hebrew for some time now. What has it done for you? Folks, it's not just Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, but thousands of African Americans, from the poorest to the richest, uh, who are claiming to be Israelites. One more time, folks, it's not just Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, but thousands of African Americans uh, from the poorest to the richest, uh, are claiming to be Israelites. And I went on to say, um, y'all bear with me here. I'll make one little correction here. But I went on to say, um, globally, others are doing the same. Some of y'all think this is just a little, uh, just a thing within the U.S., but this is a global thing that the Most High is doing throughout the earth, resurrecting natural Israel to get them to become spiritual Israel, because in and of itself it's just not enough to know you're Israelite, we know that, so don't come at us tonight thinking we're just about the flesh, we understand there's a weightier matter in the spirit uh, that we have to step up to, that we have to reach, we understand that he's looking for those whose hearts is right, who is been converted by his spirit and that has that faith we know that the just shall live by faith please know that this is the kind of show we have tonight but many of you want to know hey what's in it you 
guys talk a lot about this Israelite stuff. How are you benefiting? What does it have to do with your uh, salvation, I went on to say. Uh, many of you ask, um, what does it have to do with everyday living? Y'all asking some very important questions. And um, so we're going to try to bring some clarity tonight uh, with Brother Ellis Shue. He's going to be spearheading this uh, this program tonight is going to be getting some help from some co-hosts, but mainly it'll be Brother Ellis Shore tonight, giving his testimony of how it has benefited him. If it has benefited him, I'll let him speak on that. But we're asking a question to him. Uh, first and foremost, you are, you have been a Hebrew Israelite for some time now, Brother Ellis Shore. What has it done for you? And he's going to open the phone lines and let some of us share some of our experiences um, just, just, just for a little bit. And then it'll go back to him. So tonight is going to be very interesting, very exciting, because some of you have been asking this question for a very long time, and so that's why I thought to do this show. So again, we want to thank you uh, for tuning into the Five Swim Soul Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I'm going to turn it over to Brother Ella Shaw. Uh, wow, what a topic! What a topic! You know, um, I really hope that all the people that I I uh, email tune in because some 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 of them have really been saying this for a long time. You know, you're always talking about this Hebrew Israelite stuff. How is it benefiting? You know, who is it helping? I mean, you know, y'all been saying this for a long, long time, and I know that uh, Brother Elshua is going to share some things in this personal that's going to be a blessing to you. So, uh, just want to make one little correction here, and then uh, okay. All right, let's go ahead and get the brother on the line. I don't want to hold him any further. It's 10 after. He wanted to come on at 10 after. Um, he actually said I could play a song and then bring on. So hopefully I'm following his his um, suggestion. But let's do this. I'm going to start up a little song here, and then we're going to play just a little bit of it. We're going to bring on the co-host and brother Ella Shore. I won't play the whole song um, since I've already played one song. But check this message out in this song, and then we're going to, I'll shortly be back with the co-host and brother Ellis Shore. Again, you're tuned to the Five Swim Stone Network. Um, and I'm brother. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk about Ellis Shore while this song is playing. I'm going to do this a little different, y'all. Bear with me. Play just a little bit. I'm going to talk about this show a little. Talk about brother Ellis Shore a little bit. Enjoy this clip.
Okay, folks, appreciate your patience there. I just went through a little bit of that and, and uh, had a few other things going on here. But listen, everybody, again, we want to thank you for your time tonight. I want to go ahead and uh, uh, just finish up where I left off and just saying, Brother Elishua Elton is going to be uh, doing the show tonight. Brother Elishua and I have known each other for a while. Um, I think the most important thing is for us tonight's show, because we've, we've been on the show many, many times, and a lot of you already know who he is. So without going into our relationship, which is uh, most of you, if you've been following us, already know, I'll just say this. Over the years, we have ran into all types of obstacles with the church community. And uh, we've been really, really going through the fire trying to simply get our people to wake up. And I and I, and I really thank this brother for uh, just being uh, adamant about some things that he is about because truly he loves people, I believe. And we're trying to get truth out, folks. We may not always do it the same way. We might not always agree. But just know this. In the end, Brother LSU is just trying to wake up Israel. And we believe with every fiber of our being that African Americans are just one of the lost tribes who've been scattered to the four corners. And uh, that's all this brother's doing. Uh, so just know that. Um, I'm going to bring him on at this time. Brother LSU, your line is open. And uh, the show is in your hand. I thank you for your patience. I just had to just play those two songs that was really deep in my spirit. So I'm going to let you uh, uh, um, take over the show now. Uh, Pastor Elsie Chris, your line is also open. Uh, Brother John Clark, your line is also open if you're ready to talk. So these are the co-hosts we have, Brother Elishur, at your disposal at this time as long as my, as, as well as myself. So you have Brother Alcy Chris in the house, uh, Brother John Clark, and myself. So if you want to just allow them to give an introduction, you, it's up to you. But it's in your hands at this time. Yeah. Uh, yes, please do. By all means, uh, I, what, no, I think what I'll do is um, let them um, greet the audience and then set, I mean, after that set, um, you can go ahead and play that song and then we'll come back and get into the show. Okay. Oh, you've already played the song. Or did you have another song that you wanted to play? No, no, no. I want to just bring them on, and I uh, would just just buy them buying a little time for more people to, to show. To be honest with you, so why don't we just, Elsie, Chris, go ahead and, and just greet the people, and then Brother John, if you're able, if you're ready, to go ahead and greet the people as well, and then we'll see who all's in the house, and then we'll take it from there. So, Pastor Chris, you got the mic. Go ahead and just say hello to the people, and how to get a hold of you. Please. Greetings, everyone. Um, you can, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I have a uh, Facebook page. It's Alapia Temple. Um, I want to thank Brother Seth for having the show. I want to thank Brother El Yeshua because he and I have had some uh, discussions, and we're kind of in agreement for the most part. I'm a um, a minister. Um, um, you know, I have a MS in uh, Divinity from SMU. And I know we're going to have a good show tonight because my brother is so sharp about this stuff. You know, I just want to thank him for teaching me about the Apostle Paul and how to deal with him. And, you know, i just looking forward to the show tonight. May God bless us. Okay. It looks like we have a hand up. I don't know how a hand will be up so quick. 
but uh, let's bring on Brother um, uh, brother John Clark. I'm sure you have a hand up. I don't know what this is all about, but let's do area code 612545. If you can just hold that question, and uh, after Brother John, we'll see if LSU will come to you. Brother John, go ahead and tell a lot of people how to get a hold of you. Your line is uh, now yeah, you open. Can... Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, all is well on this end. You cannot get a hold of me. You can probably holler at Seth or L. <laughs> They'll get in touch with me if ever anyone ever needed to. Um, I'm not on social media like that, and um, I don't have a ministry like Pastor Chris or uh, Brother uh, Porsche, Brother Seth. But I'm here regularly, so um, I'll be here tonight. I'm looking forward to see what L has to say. We've been at this for quite some time, back and forth. We iron sharpens iron quite a bit on our end, uh, so we'll see what happens. Okay. All right, Ella, should you want to get this question? I don't know who it is. Maybe someone's saying hi. I don't really know. Okay, hold on just a second. Uh, if call of you hold for just one brief moment. First, I want to uh, greet everyone, uh, Pastor Chris, uh, Brother John, uh, Brother Purcell, Porsche in his absence, as well as Sister Eliana. Uh, Pastor Chris, I want you to know I really appreciate you, Brother um, I've always admired the work that you're doing here. Um, I admire your stance. Um, and as you all know, uh, John, I don't even have to go into detail about the uh, connection and relationship between John Clark and myself. John is literally in my living room as we speak right now. Um, we met in college at ORU a number of decades back, and it's been, you know, it's been like J- David and Jonathan. You know, God has blessed that relationship as well as, I've known Seth uh, literally, shoot, I would say almost 30 years now. So, um, you know, God is good. I met Seth at my what used to be my sanctuary, the gym, working out years ago. And, um, and as a result of that, uh, we've learned a lot of things. We've experienced a lot. The Most High has revealed a lot of things to us and shown us things over the course of the years. And that I can say that knowledge is definitely progressive because just like the scripture talks about those, the distinction between those who partake of milk and those who partake of meat and those who partake of meat are those who have had their senses exercised and to discern it by the skillful use of the word. So I just thank the Most High for what he's doing. I thank the Most High for the men on this line. And I thank the Most High uh but most of all right now for Israel. <laughs> Thanking what he's doing with Israel. So uh at the call, if you just wait, let me have a short prayer and then we'll get right to you. Father, I just thank you. I give you glory, I give you honor, I give you praise. I thank you for your beautiful, your majestic and your wonderful words, the words of life. For the words that you are speak, they are spirit and they are life and they are light to those who take hold of them. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you not only engage our spirits but you engage our minds because we are commanded to love you with, our, with all our might, our heart, our soul, and our mind. And so we ask that you would just take the course of what's being stated, of what's being revealed, of what's being exposed on this light, and we put our life in your hands. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. In the name of Yahweh Shachim, Mashiach, Jesus the Christ, we thank you. Hallelujah, 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 praise Yah. All right, Seth, you can get that Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Okay, Erico 6. 
Hold on, we lost brother Alcy Chris. All right, let's go to the phone lines anyway. Here we go, 612-545, and I'll call Alcy Chris. Go ahead, you're on the air, sir. We'd love to know what city you're calling from, number one, how to hear about the show, and the name you want to go by on the show. What city you're calling from, how to hear about the show, and what name you want to go by on the show. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I found the show on Block Talk Radio, and uh, my name's Mike. Okay. Well, go ahead with your comment. Yes, sir. I was wanted to talk about the whole Hebrew Israelite belief and ideology that they have. And I think it's based on two things, first and foremost. One, it's an appeal to the flesh, and secondly, it has to do with a lack of understanding of global history. And the reason I say that last point is, if you think that what happened to African Americans here in America is unique, then that shows that you don't understand global history. Because all throughout history for the last several thousand years, oppression and slavery has been the norm across the board on every continent. And so what we're just what happened here in America just has to be the most recent that we're aware of. But this is something that's happened to everyone all over the place. So it's nothing unique to it. And so to them to take that, to use Deuteronomy 28 to apply to themselves, I think it's a little, uh, it's a little off, put, off base. Okay. <clears throat> uh, would you Ella sure respond to that? I'm not going to. Uh, for um, Y'all bear with me. Stuff is happening here to my board. We just lost Brother John. Uh, Brother Elisha, you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Brother John's Let's right here, too. Okay, John's well, I just too. lost Erico 682-552. That was Pastor Chris. Okay. All right, Brother, let me let me do this. Let me let Elisha give you a quick response, and I'm going to give you a quick response if Elisha will allow me to, and I'll make my – I'll limit mine's. Okay, all right, Elisha. Tell me how you want to handle this. Let me. I'm, I tell you what. Go ahead and address the brother. I'm gonna try to call Pastor Chris, and then we both should be back to uh, tune in in about three minutes. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Sir, what's your name again? Brother on the line. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Okay, Mike. Yes, sir. Um, you said that the mention of slavery. Uh, its existence somehow excludes those who are claiming to be of Israel now. And how does the fact that slavery is an age-old institution, how does that discredit their claim? No, I'm saying they use the slavery and oppression that's happened to them here in America as a means to justify them applying Deuteronomy 28 to themselves. And my point is that Slavery and oppression has happened worldwide all across the continent on, to almost everybody, which is why, for example, the British Hebrew – they used to be called something called the British Hebrew Israelite cult, which is identical to the black Hebrew Israelite cult. The only difference being white British people applied to themselves, saying that they themselves were the lost tribe of Israel. They used their history being enslaved by the Romans to justify Deuteronomy 28 of being applied to them. And so they used the same typical technique, which is – if a group of people are oppressed and enslaved, they think that means, oh, now they can somehow apply Deuteronomy 28 and say, oh, therefore that means we're the lost sheep of Israel. And it's like, you're not. It doesn't work that Okay, well, let's, let's do the test. And let's do the test. Let's do the test. Yeah, let's go for it. 
do the do the British line up with Deuteronomy twenty eight? Has their life experience and the history line up with Deuteronomy twenty eight? And if you say yes, please be ready to give in, give incidents as to how and why. Okay, from their perspective, I, I don't believe I don't believe that they're no 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 I don't want based on their argument. No, 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 no. I'm talking about okay, from, from yeah. a from a uh, uh, empirical perspective of just history itself, dealing with the facts. Okay, yeah. Let's use history. Okay. Do they Perfect. line up? So, for example, twenty-eight. Okay, let's use that. So, when 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 Hebrew Israelites use Deuteronomy twenty-eight, they talk about the no, 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 no. I didn't ask you about that. Is mentioned at the end of the chapter. Please, okay, sir, 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 please. Yeah. Listen to me very carefully because I want to get to this point to this, and let's get to it real quickly. Because okay. what you've called to do is to refute the information that's coming forward. So before we get tangled up and get distracted in that, then let's just be clear on some very real points. From a neutral perspective, dealing with facts, let's, deal, let's take it from a scholarly approach. Do the life circumstances of the history of the British, do they line up with the biblical scriptures, yes or no? The, the, those who adhere to that ideology, they believed it did. Now, I don't want to hear what their ideology is. I'm talking about the reality. The reality. Do yeah, they it, it, yeah they're, they're, basing it, they're basing it on when they were enslaved to the Roman no, Empire. No, but that's what they're basing it on. But we'll, uh, as us, we're observers of history. We all have. Yeah, they were, they were enslaved. It's a historical fact that they were enslaved so and they were the, oppressed okay, by the Roman Empire. I'll make, it I'll make it more simpler for you. And your information, according to your base of knowledge, do there, is there a claim consistent what's written in scripture? So is there a claim true or is it? Oh no 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 yeah. From my perspective, no, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't accept their claims at all. I'm just okay, saying that they're so using why, the why, same type of argument as the Hebrew is as the Black Hebrew Israelites. Okay, same well, argument. Well, many, that I'm sure making. I'm sure many I'm sure many will and many have and many will continue to do so. But if we're gonna get to the fact of the matter, is it's just real simple. It, 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 it's really not that difficult. If we just no, well, the, the fact that there, there's the facts on the table are this: they were enslaved for a long period of time, heavily impressed by the Romans. That's a fact. Sure. Yeah, that, that that we can agree is a fact. Now they're saying that their slavery and oppression justifies them applying Deuteronomy 28 to themselves the same way Black Hebrew Israelites use the slavery and oppression that happened here in America as a way to justify applying Deuteronomy 28 to themselves as well. It's the same. It's the same yeah, logic but, that's but, being but, used but, but, but by both sides. But what you're excluding, but what you're excluding in your argument is that the facts are very different, sir. Is that anybody can way? make a claim to? If I, you, if you can make a claim, and you can go to claims court and claim something, but you got to have irrefutable evidence in order to get a judgment in your behalf. So I'm right. asking you. I'm not. Now I'm not justifying their claim. claim. I, I I believe so that so, both okay, well, the British Hebrew Israelites and the Black Hebrew Israelites are wrong. Let's make just it be more clear. Specific. What do what do African Americans claim, according to the scriptures of Deuteronomy 28, and then the other scripture itself in a whole? What is it that they supposedly claim that's inconsistent with the scriptures? Let's make it simple. Because if not, we'll go around this all day today. Okay, for, okay so why so why you asking me why I think right that Deuteronomy twenty eight doesn't apply to the black Hebrew Israelites, what you're saying? Okay. Tell me. Yeah, simple. So for example, when they bring up that at the end of the chapter it talks about being sent back in slave ship or being sent back in ships back to Mizraim, which is Egypt, right? What they try to say is they try to say that that's equivalent to when the transatlantic slave trade bringing people to America, which is totally false. 
We know that that curse okay, at the end of okay, Deuteronomy okay, 28 okay, was fulfilled. Hold on. I'm not point. I'm not done yet. Deuteronomy 28, that curse was fulfilled during the time of Jeremiah. After the destruction of Jerusalem and the Babylonians came and conquered Jerusalem, those who survived in the land, a large portion of them decided to go down to Egypt. And remember, at the end of Deuteronomy 28, it talked about how, the, oh, I'm sorry, in Jeremiah's prophecy, how they would want to sell themselves as slaves in Egypt, but no one would be willing to buy them. Right? So you saw the Jews, a large portion of them decided, those who survived the, the punishment of the Babylonians, decided to go down to Egypt. So that's what Deuteronomy 20 had to do. It had to do with that judgment that happened then. Okay, okay. No, There's okay. no way you can, make a, you can make a comparison and say that the transatlantic trade was equal to that. Hop in here really quick. Brother, I want you to, first of all, be honest with me, okay? It sounds like what you're doing is what a lot of people do. They don't hear us out. They don't watch us go through over 300 passages that nobody else goes through. If they do go through it, not a problem. They are Israel as well. They've been oh, scattered. Deuteronomy 28, no, verse no, no, 46. Sir, me, Please do not cut me off. Sir, Give me a minute. Sir, Give me a minute. Sir, Give me a minute. Me, sir, Seth, hold, you hold up for a minute. Let me respond to what he just stated. Because what he just did, he started out his question saying, that those who arrive at this conclusion make a misjudgment of history. But, sir, you don't know all the history because if you would, you would state it, or even if you didn't state it, then that means you're being deceptive. And the reality is that if you read in the writings of Josephus, during the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D., after during the dispersion of the, the people of Israel, when they were exiled from Israel, the land of Judah, after the destruction of the temple, they went into Egypt. And the writings of Josephus and the wars of Josephus testify to this. See, it's real simple. If I want to disprove it, then I can spend the next 60 hours literally bringing up facts and doing one-to-one, but we'll never arrive at a conclusion. But if we honestly, intensely, sincerely are trying to seek the truth, then we must consider all the factors. And what you've done is that through your, through your, your approach, because you're not apologetic to this, is that you've only bringing up points that you want to disprove it. But even as you just seen, you only know part of the truth, and your truth is inconsistent with the Scripture. You didn't call the line to get information. You called the line to disprove what we're doing. But yet at the same time, as Seth was about to what, state, what statement that I make was inconsistent with Scripture? Can you give me one? And I just gave you information to just disprove what you just stated, because your timeline with it Jeremiah. Didn't, it didn't disprove anything I stated. And that's what I, and I know that's what I made, I made, I made, I made three historical claims. I talked about the enslavement of the British and okay. under the Roman Empire. I talked about transatlantic slave trade, and I mentioned the judgment during the time okay. of Jeremiah oh, done by the Babylonians. Oh, that's all I mentioned. Oh, so nothing in there is, is, is inaccurate. So I don't know where you're sir, trying to make a point. Gotcha, gotcha. Sir, hold on a second. Just for a second. Just for a second, because. You're on longer than we normally have on callers, so we're being gracious. You're going to continue to stay on until LSU say time is up. But let me just say this to you. Two things, LSU, please, I'm going to try to listen in less than two minutes, and I'm looking at the clock. Number one, I have a quick question. I want you to answer it in less than ten seconds. Who do you think are the Jews? Well, I think they're dispersed on many places, but I don't think it's uh, I do not think it's African Americans, and I don't think it's the okay, white okay, okay, Ashkenazi okay, okay, Jews okay. that in this Okay, okay, either. okay. So All right, just try to make a question. Your answers. I know we're putting you on the spot. I know it's, it's it's hard to be short, but just bear with me. 
So you think the Jews are on the earth. How do you know they're Jews? Well, it has to come down to the region after the dispersal. For example, I believe that those who claim to be Sephardic Jews are the actual real Jews, the Jews that live along northern Africa, in Iran, in the you okay. know in the Middle sure. Eastern region. Sure. I don't believe that any sure. of the Ashkenazi Jews are, are, are actual Jews. The, the Israelites. Are Sephardic not. Jews are white. You know that, right? Sephardic Jews are not all whites. They're not. Most of them are white. No, they're brown. Most of them are brown, actually. I, okay, I know hear a lot me of out. Hear me Jews, out, sir. Hear me out. Israel. Hear me out. Number one is. We can prove this so many different ways. It's just hard to figure out which way do you need. Oh, just give one. Because just make one. Hold make on one. Second. Make your hold best on a second. One. Make hold on a second, one. sir. Hold on. Make it quick. Hold on. Hold on. You say make it quick? Yeah, you're the one saying we're short on time, so I'm saying yeah, rather than grandstanding, yeah, make, yeah, it, make yeah, your yeah. best point well, well, you yeah. that the shipping needs to show it and do it. We're the ones with the clock here. Just bear with us. Allow me to tell you. I just had one more thing. Let me do this right now. Let me do this, please. Okay, let me let me do this, please. Let me do this. Sir, what you just stated in making it quick, as I stated, your objective here is to bring contention and strife, and we do not deal in that. So what we're going to do, oh my gosh. we're going to dismiss your The Bible says to reprove those no, who are in no, darkness no, and no, we're not going to go into that. Because I knew when you called from the tone in your voice and your accusatory tone, and then what you just did is you just told the owner-operator, host of this show, take something quick. So it's real simple. When you come to this show and you want to really dialogue for the purpose of learning, and we learn and we can learn from you as well, then you can do that. But until then, we have an agenda for the show tonight, and we're going to have to dismiss your call so we can pursue that. Seth, can you end the call and let's go on with the show, please? Okay, um, we got Brother John in the house, got Brother Pastor Chris back, myself, and I don't know if Purcell is going to be joining us or not. I think he's running a little late, but you can go ahead and proceed with what you was doing, brother. Uh, 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 oh, okay. oh, oh, I did want to say the one little thing, if you don't mind, LSU. Let me know. I Please will do. Go ahead. curtail it. Brother, number one is when you check the Sephardic Jews, Sephardic Jews, and he, you know, out of respect for him, he's trying like we're trying. I guess, Elishua, I heard what you said, but I don't know the brother's heart. But let me just say this. Sephardic Jews say what we're saying. Sephardic Jews say they're from Kazaria. Sephardic Jews say African Americans are the true Jews. Which Sephardic Jews are you talking about? The Israelites, the, the so-called Jews, are c- coming out more and more saying African Americans is one of the lost tribes. They're saying it. What are you what are you gonna do? Argue with a Sephardic Jew if that's what you think they are? We come from the scripture. Uh, Any, we're saying we are we are Jews or Israelites based upon nothing but scripture. There's over three hundred prophecies that fit us. More than any other people, like I said, if any other people wear those same slippers, they're just a sister tribe. So you need to, I think you need to listen to those prophecies and really, really think about what you're saying when you're talking about these olive-colored people or Jews. Jews are very dark-skinned people, number one. The only reason they got olive, the only reason that region was became olive is because of the crusade and other mixing them with the Europeans. Prior to that, there's a very black region. You're talking about the old ancient belief system when the earth was predominantly dark skinned 
There's nowhere in the world the vast majority of Israel is going to be some olive or some white people. This is this is Seth. why you need the whole council. I'm done. Seth. Brother John. Go ahead, Brother John. Yeah, it's okay. So my request is this. Very seldom do we have someone come and just say, hey, you know, you guys are mistaken, and I see this a lot, and the reason why you're mistaken is because you're taking these scriptures out of context, so on and so forth. And this person, uh, for whatever reason he decided to, wants that to be part of this show. And obviously that's, that's not what this show um, uh, is meant, this particular episode is meant to be. However, in today's climate, I think that you should, if he has not hung up, you should create a show so that he can have a discourse and ha- get this out. Because a lot of people want to know, and a lot, if, if we take into consideration the number of people who have now bought Hebrew, uh, uh, Hebrews to Negroes, we know that there's going to be more people who are looking into this, uh, be it on YouTube, be it on Blog Talk, or whatever the case may be, I think that this is a good time for us to revisit why we believe what we believe. Um, it's not equitable, in my opinion, to mute his call and say, okay, we need to get back to the show, but then to comment on what he was saying because now he can't respond. And so well, I John, agree. In that regard, John, in that regard, he's more than willing to respond. But the thing is, is that he's not going to dictate the flow of the show, and that was his intent. I don't know. Well, if I you agree. Heard tell, I, I don't know if you heard him tell Seth. I did. Seth and, and be quick with it. Well, the thing is, is that I had asked him a, a few questions prior to that, and all I asked him was a, for a brief answer. And what he did is that he wanted to skate around the answers because he wants to dictate the narrative. And that's not going to take place because we, there's no way – in the midst of strife and contention, there is never any understanding, only confusion. And the spirit in which he approached it with, that is that he's more than willing to come back on this show and we can respond to the questions, but he's going to have to let us respond. And in kind, when we ask him questions, he's going to have to answer us precisely and not – because literally – He's, he's very antagonistic, and that right there, it's literally that that's not a that's not a piece. You know, me and Seth disagree on this show all I the time, agree. but but we don't come on this show to be antagonistic, because, you know, towards each other. And I think that that's the difference in his approach. But he's more than willing, right now, to come back on, and as we respond to him, he responds to us. But he needs to know he's not going to control this show. No, I agree 100%. What I'm saying is that whether it's this show or another show, I think that someone who in their heart of hearts feel as though that the people of color in this nation, if you will, are not the Hebrew Israelites, that it would be beneficial for everyone to have that dialogue. Um, and, and what I, I was saying is I that, yeah, I think I that, like that when it's a show. If, yeah, and so um, I think that what we're about to talk about tonight is equally as important, and there's things that I definitely 
want to state. There's things that I wanted to speak to this guy about and based on what he was saying, but it, it got so it got heated so quickly. Hold on, uh, Seth. Do you have Ella's mic on? It's on. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ella. Sure. Now, my bad, y'all. I had to yeah. talk to Ella. Sure. Let him know that the caller hung up, y'all. But go ahead. We good. Yeah. Is that? Is again. First of all, to the to the to the callers and to the listeners, what John stated is a very good idea, and we would definitely, if we have to dedicate next Monday's show to that or whatever Seth chooses to do, more than willing to do that. That's not that we're not willing to answer his questions. It's just that we're not going to allow him to dictate the flow of the show because many times, as we have discovered and I experienced over the course of years in this, people come with some very antagonistic, hateful attitudes. And as you can tell by what's taking place in the media, you're not going to get the response of hate that you're going to get. Let's just say if atrocities were taking place against African Americans, even in the sense of where, even if atrocities or injustice is being carried out against white people, you're not going to get the kind of response that you're getting right now unless it has to do with this issue, and that is with who are the Jews. Because everything in terms of end-time events is rounded and oriented in that. It is not about God placing his attention and his focus on what he's going to do simply in regards to the church. But when you read all the prophecies, the things that consumed the prophecies and all the prophets from Isaiah all the way to Malachi, they are consumed with one people, and that people are the Israelites. And that people, evidently from the scripture and from the reactions that we get in our society, in our culture, when we discuss these issues, is obviously an issue of vital importance to Satan. Because that's why he fights it so much. Because he understands, just like as one prophecy goes forth that comes out of the Apocrypha, as it talks about the end of Edom being the end of the world and the discovery of Israel, the time of Israel being the beginning of the new world. We are approaching that transition. So we're going to get attacked. Because I said, we have no problem because what he stated as far as the Sephardic Jews, and sir, if you're still listening, uh, again, I invite you to call back at any time. And if we're willing to, you know, as I said, discuss the scriptures and, and reason among ourselves and not so much be antagonistic towards each other, but to reason among ourselves, then please also do so. Because the Sephardic Jews, Seth, something that you may not be aware of, Sephardic Jews are proselytes. They are traditional Generational inheritors of proselytes. They come from Spain. And if you check the history, they are not the biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they are people who have embraced the religion that the world knows today as Judaism. Now, with that right. being said, let's move forward. Uh, let's move forward. And I just want to give a biblical background as to what's taking place. And then I'm going to ask each panelist uh, to please respond to the questions according to the agenda of the show, and that being, you know, what does this mean? And uh, what does it mean to us personally? And how has it affected our lives? And also we want to answer the question is, what does this have to do in terms of salvation? 
And something that you can always expect coming from a religious group of people is that when you deal with issues in terms of meat, they will always want to resort back to milk, a salvation, plainly speaking. Is a foundational issue of scripture. It is the most significant and primary, but it is not the whole of the concerns of the will of God and that which constitutes the kingdom of God. So we have to see it within its context and within the perspective of its place and the whole plan of salvation. Because Yah's plan for salvation is not just the plan of salvation of the human population, but it's also the salvation of the entire planet. Since the whole earth groaneth and travaileth in expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God. So it is a salvation issue. Uh, excuse me, I'm trying to log back in because my computer logged out. But let's, let's begin with the scripture. So what's going on? Kanye, Kyrie. These people, as everyone should know by now, uh, Kyle reposted something on his page, a video call from Hebrews to Negro, and somehow the people in the NBA organization got wind of it. And as a result, through pressure from the Jewish community, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie was suspended, and, and then they gave him a demand list of things that he needed to do to be reinstated to the NBA and to be able to play. And all of the pressure from this was coming from the Jewish community, as well as the issue with Kanye West. Kanye West, as we know, went from uh, possibly uh, categorically the wealthiest black man at one period in time to have a network of um, over two, two something, almost three, three billion dollars, with forecast of eleven billion dollars within the foreseeable future. We saw him lose all of that in a matter of forty-eight hours because he put, he basically said that the Jewish population, or not the entire Jewish population, but the Jewish, um, what you say, the power structure, the Jewish elites, they control ninety percent of the world's media outlets which when you talk about media outlets, then you are controlling the livelihood of those who make the livings within that vein, being those in the music industry, those in Hollywood, those in any aspects of the entertainment industry. And so as a result, uh, on social media, the number one topic right now is for the Jews, for Israel, or African-Americans Israel. Are the people in the land known as Israel, are they actually Israelites or are these people proselytes, people whose ancestors converted to the religion of Judaism? Are, are they not biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel? So with that stated, I would say let us venture to say what is, 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 God, is God in the midst of this? And if so, will we have biblical precedents for that? So Ezekiel 37, chapter 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, set me in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about, and to behold, there were very many in the open valley, and though they were bathed, they were very dry, there was no life in them. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause these, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord Elohim, thou knowest. 
And again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear ye the word of Yahweh. Thus saith the Lord Elohim unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am Yahweh. What this describes is a resurrection process. A resurrection of the Israelites who had gone into captivity ever since the time of the Messiah departed prior to his passion when he told the Israelites, he said that this in Matthew 24 and in Luke, I believe it's 21 verse 19, 21 verse 16, and it states as such. He says that Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles. That happened in 70 AD when they destroyed the temple. And he says, and you shall be taken captive to all nations, to the four corners of the earth. And in Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles has been fulfilled. All right, some translated until the full measure of Gentiles have come into the kingdom. So, According to that prophecy spoken by the Messiah himself, we know that according to the powers that be, that the rulers that govern the earth today are still yet Gentiles. So therefore, according to God's sovereignty and according to his will and his timing, we are still living in the times of Gentiles. And that means explicitly that the people who govern and rule Israel, Jerusalem in particular, are not Israelites. They are not Jews as in being those people who are the descendants of those people who were once a part of the southern kingdom of Judah, uh, of the 12 tribe of Judah, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. So we know that those people who now occupy the land, claiming themselves to be Jews, but according to Revelations 3 and 8 and Revelations 2 and 9, those who say they are Jews but are not, and do lie, but are the synagogue of Satan, that they're not Jews. Well, with the information that came out through Kanye West, first of all, his, his attack on their control of the media and contract their, their control on American enterprise. And then that further shortly behind by this video posted on the Twitter account of Kyrie Irving, NBA basketball star. So what's happening is that that which they covered up, that which they've hid, the lie, the narrative that they presented to the world is now in jeopardy of being exposed. And it's being exposed in according to God's sovereign time in the fullness of time, just as it states when the Messiah came upon the planet the first time, in the fullness of time when it talks about what the things that would take place prior to his return. So this is what the prophecy of Ezekiel is saying is what's going to happen. And he says, so I prophesied and I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, the shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Now, when bones shake, they make noise. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Africa, the UK, Britain, some places in Asia, all over. There are people who are waking up 
out of their grave and realizing that they are indeed the apple of his eye. They are his elect. And a movement that is now beyond the control of the powers that be. Because the power that's fueling this movement and fueling this exposure is not a man-made movement. Almost every movement that you can go back in recent evangelical and Protestant history, and you can see man's involvement. You see the men in leadership, but not in this one, because men are not in control. And when I behold lay the seat. I'm going to say something. Well, yeah, I was trying to get in edgewise. Are you still speaking that? Oh, okay. Yeah, give me just one more minute. Sure. Then I break up and I'll go right to you, John. You'll be the first one. So it says, then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. And from that, if I read further down into the scriptures, we're at a place of those things that are forthcoming. But what I read thus far is literally what's taking place all over the globe, not just in America, not just in the United States, but it's happened in Africa. It's happened in the Caribbean. It's happened in the islands of the sea. It's happening everywhere. Because he said that we will be cast to the four corners of the earth. And contrary to the beliefs of my friend, of the caller who called earlier, there has not been one event in the history of mankind that could conclude of so many people from the same stock being dispersed so many different places throughout the earth. There has only been one slave incident in the history of mankind and that has, we have that potential. And that has been the European transatlantic slave trade. And I'm more than willing to get into it with that brother if he's willing to just come over here and come over here and we can just have a conversation where we reason together. Because contrary to Britain's claim, which they can't claim that. Contrary to those who say they're Jews, so-called Jewish, they can't claim that. No. Why all of the, why all of the opposition? Because the world knows we're the only people on the planet. Who can claim that brother John all right thanks um, so kind of what I was saying before uh, whether you realize it or not else uh, pastor Chris we've gone a different direction because of that first call the question is are we going to stay on this particular direction for the rest of the show without the arch nemesis uh, the call I'm just joking the, the, the caller you know if you're still listening I think it's important for you to recognize that what L has stated, what Seth has stated, I being of sound mind and body, state the same. Uh, the way that you came on the show is if you wanted to pick a fight. You can't come and talk to people who have traveled around the world, who have studied, who have uh, studied history and this Bible, and just say, you, if you think that, you don't know history. That's a very, very... Uh, uh, I'll just say you made a mistake if you really wanted to have civil discourse by just attacking like that. That was not necessary. Or if you if you would have just simply stated that um, you would like to go through history and 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 disprove 
our position or whatever, it's so be it. But you're telling us we don't know the history, and we do. We, we have studied to show ourselves approved. And what El just said a moment ago disproves that the p- people in the UK and the Sephardic Jews are not the Jews because they were not scattered to the four corners of the earth. Through the Islamic slave trade, the, the Israelites in, in 70 AD, or uh, after 70 AD rather, they were taken down into Africa. And then they were rounded up again in, in Africa and other places and taken to the, the islands of the sea, as, it, as it's called in the Bible. And you really can't put that on the Sephardic Jews or, or any people, or any people. Um, and so um, while I really would like to have had the person stay on and just kind of tone it down so that we can just take turns putting out the scripture, because that's what it, all that it would have taken. The things that you stated easily were refuted just by additional scriptures. Sephardic Jews, they are not in uh, Haiti. <laughs> they're not. They're not, nope. they're not spread out in Haiti like that. You may find one or two or something to that effect. You're not going to find them down in, in Brazil. You're not going to find them in Guatemala. You're not going to find them. The, the you, people in the U.K., you're not going to find them like that. We had ships taking the people all over the world, and they were pulling them directly from Africa, but these people were not Africans. And, again, please call Seth. Call Seth. Because even though LSU gets a bit spirited, uh, nothing that he said was incorrect. And I'm confident in saying that nothing that I'm saying now is incorrect. We welcome, We were doing this 10 years ago, bro. What, what you're doing now, we were doing 10 years ago. We, we came to this knowledge 30 years ago. And we've been picking the scriptures, picking history. We've been, we, we, we've been, we were at Pastor Chris's church, what, a year or two ago, every Friday, doing the same thing. So for you to say we don't know our history, it's, it's, it is a slap in the face, and that's the reason why you had such a spirited discussion, or I should say heated discussion from L, because it's like you came off wrong from, from square. So call Brother Seth. If you really want to get your point across, if you really want to show us where we have aired, do so civilly, and we'd be more than happy to have that discussion with you. Now, as far as this particular show, questions to be become, are we going to talk about the impact that knowing who we are has had upon us, or are we going to continue to refute what um, the, the caller had stated? Um, we need to find out where this show is going to go. Okay, so Seth is likely in the blue room. Um, Pastor Chris, is there anything that you would like to uh, state in reference to what has taken place so far? Yes, sir. I would like to say I I agree with Brother Eliashua. You know, I'm a Christian minister. And, you know, I've been teaching for years that, you know, you are the, we are the Hebrew Israelites. And, you know, there's no one no else doubt. that can fit that description. You're going to go back to Egypt on ships. You know, they were out of Egypt at the time, meaning you're going to go back to the land of bondage on ships. Now, can if you can come up with another ethnicity who has done that, I will agree. But it's been us. And it's quite and, as and, Pastor Chris. 
Huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pastor. I'm sorry. Chris. Go ahead, bro. I, I, I was go gonna, ahead, bro. I was going to say, Pastor Chris, spinning off what you said, the gentleman was saying, like, <laughs> uh, the, the, <laughs> speaking of the Roman slave trade, the fact is, is that you cannot compare the Roman slave trade with what it is that our people endured. The Roman slave trade yes, was such that they were conquering, they were conquering many a nation, and 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 within all of those nations, different ethnicities were becoming slaves. We this is the only time that a single ethnicity were targeted and, yes, and the, the 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 people that were coming across that transatlantic slave trade there may have uh-huh. been a small percentage that were someone other than uh people who were hebrew or igbu as they say in nigeria a mm-hmm. tribe called mm-hmm. igbu or mm-hmm. igbu they're, they're, yep. The primary persons were those people of that ethnicity, and they were specifically targeted. And when they were brought here, when they were brought here, the, the people in Rome they knew where they were from. It was no, it was not yes. necessary to take their culture, to take their language. They were, it was fine. You get your ass out there and and pick those fields and 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 do whatever it is that you do in your own language. We don't care either you do that or you die. Why is it? Why was it so necessary to take the language and the culture? It was targeted. It was, and so it's like, yeah, you can say that the Roman slave uh, uh, trade was as ruthless. Yeah, it was as ruthless, but it did not have the same end in mind. Yes, they would kill you at the drop of a hat. Yes, they would feed you to the light or whatever it is that they did, but it did not target one ethnicity. Rome was an equal opportunity slave trader. They, they didn't give a damn who, who you were. They would any any nation that they were able to conquer, they would make they would set up uh their uh, people in that nation as you would see with King Herod, he was he was uh of um uh the Edomite descent if you will, but he was, for all intents and purposes, a pawn of Rome, and that's the way that they would do it. And again, that's history, yes, Carla. That's history. Yes, ma'am. I that's agree not, with you. I, mean, I that's, agree. That's Bible. Yeah, that's Believe Bible in history. So, I, I can't argue that. You are completely correct. I cannot argue against that. But you know, a lot yeah, of so people I, do about mm-hmm. the, I call it the West African move during, you know, in the Middle East. When the Gentiles came through there, that they they had a lot of Hebrew Israelites tribes who move out to West Africa, and you know yeah. I've talked to some Africans and they've said, "Hey man, my grandfather used to tell me that, but I thought he was crazy." You know, we are the people. It's no question. It's no question about us. We are the people because you know when you look at the scriptures, it says, "I will send you back to Egypt or the land of bondage on ships." Nobody has been in the slave trade on shift except who? And then he talks about except us. Um, yes, sir. It, it matches. And perfect. if I may, go ahead. And if I may, when when the gentleman was saying that uh, in Jeremiah that uh, the after seventy A.D. that the Hebrews were in uh, Egypt trying to sell themselves but no one would buy them. That's not the way that scripture is interpreted. No. When it it says no one would buy you, it means no one would redeem you. I hear you, bro. When it says no one would buy you, it's like no one, its meaning is that no one will fight for you. No one will 
come to your exactly. attention. That's, because that's the law I, says that if a person is being sold into slavery, you can redeem them. You can put, you can pull monies together and redeem that person so that they don't have to go into slavery. And so right. that's what was taking place in the, the Americas where you're getting sold into slavery. There was no one to pay the penalty or the cost, if you will, to bring you back to your country and say, hey, I'll pay for that. There was no re- – that's right, what that sir. scripture was. So he, he in my right. opinion, did not hit that scripture correctly because it, the person who's going into slavery does not sell themselves. <laughs> you know, I, I so, fully agree. I'm not going to argue that, John. You're fully – I, I can't disagree with that. But, you know, I will say yeah. that, you know, like many people, you know, Abraham was a Sumerian. When you look, go back and say, Kush, yeah. we got Nimrod. That was Sumer. Yes. In the Bible, it's Sinar, That's right. but it, it, that was, he was a Sumerian. So if he was a descendant of Cush or the Ethiopians, he was who? What was his ethnicity? And God said, you're going to be the one that leads people into righteousness. He was a brother. He was not That's a right. part of Jew or anything else. He, he, That's where he came from. When you look in the scriptures, they say Sinar, but it was really Sumer. And he was Sumerian, but when he, you know, but he became a, a Jewish, a Hebrew Israelite, and he and he did that. But you know, we have to understand what the Bible is trying to tell us. You know, there's a lot Agreed. of name changes, so they can hide that fact, but it's the truth. You know, it, absolutely. It's and you know, so Abraham was a Sumerian, and the Sumerians were sons of who? Of Cush. Or Ethiopia, so we have to say that Abraham was a brother, per se. He could have been Semitic or Hamitic. You know, they haven't decided that. But you know, we know that that uh, Cush was Hamitic. We know that. Well, you know, um, his son. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I was gonna say, as you as you just stated, and as John stated, and uh, then I want to set to make a uh, uh, comment. I'm gonna take a break. But as you just stated. It's real clear. It's really the the proof is in the word, and yes, the thing is, is that is that people they take this stuff and this is like this. I had to sit and learn. You're talking about a person who was an academically trained theologian. Years after I left from ORU, I found myself confronted with aspects of the scripture that I realized this was not things that I understood from studying and researching and investigating. These are the things Mm -hmm. that I came to understand from a a particular narrative that was laid out through me, through the religion that I was a part of. And that's Mm -hmm. why I came to believe these things that were so inconsistent with scripture. And that's why I tell people, if, if, if you divest yourself of the external influences and actually begin to read the scriptures you'll find out that they don't say a lot of the things that people have made them out to say. Like every yes, point sir. that John just made, that you just made, those are just points of Scripture. It's nothing controversial about it. Uh, it's, it's stated, you know, how can the people in Israel be Jews when the Messiah said they're Gentiles? How can people yeah. of the British Empire be so-called Jews when they were never dispersed to the four corners of the earth according to the prophecies. 
Yes, and what sir. people like to do is they like to go outside the prophecies and then bring in the history part of the prophecies. No, the, pro- the history has to be seen in light of what the prophecies state. So yes, if the sir. prophecies state and said that they're going to be, become captives to every nation on the planet, then ben, that's what we Erica, have to go by. Benjamin? No, he's not. So that's what we have to go by. We have to go by what the prophecy states. So that's what's been said. Brother Seth, you still online? Yes, I'm still here. Uh, really quickly, okay. y'all, I appreciate uh, uh, both John, you and uh, Pastor Chris Exchange. That was really good. Just really quick, y'all, to those, to the caller that may still be listening online, he's not on the phone line, but he may be still listening on the Internet. That's what people do. They listen, then they want to comment. They call the phone number. And by the way, everybody, again, you're tuning to the Five Suits on Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Brother Ellishua Ellison heading out today. He is moderating the show uh, in Fort Worth. And then we have Pastor Elsie Chris of Aletheia Temple, Brother John Clark, who's normally the moderator. He used to be our moderator uh, some time back. Everybody should know who Brother John is. And we also have been joined by Brother Kenwin Casabere. Brother Kenwin, in 10 seconds, say hello to the people. Please just all right, all right. So, Shalom, Shalom, family. Um, glad I can make it in, man. I, it was a little rough getting here, but I made it. All right, so that's Brother Kenwin Casper already in Tyler, Texas. And just for time's sake, we'll just kind of uh, just let him just hop. We'll just come back to him. But listen, really briefly, everybody, as far as the caller, Deuteronomy 28.46 says this. Moses is talking to the true Jews, the real Jews, and he says that whatever... I'm about to tell you, pretty much he says, blessings, these blessings, okay, let me just slow it down. Moses said, and they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, and they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and unto thy seed forever. I'm trying to do this in less than two minutes. And they, the blessings of the curses, and they, the blessings or the curses, will be upon thee for a sign and a wonder and unto thy seed forever. Now, sign, S-I-G-N, that's what's going to identify you. So you talk about Sephardi Jews, sir. I guarantee you if you call back, you will not be able to stand on two feet proving that Sephardi Jews are the true Jews. You just won't be able to do it. We know that. You, along with all of the uh, uh, TBNs of the world and the Daystar of the world, who we love and respect, we do believe that these are the body of Christ, but they are following a false narrative, a false doctrine. A lot of them are innocent. Some of them know better. But there's no way in the world the people that call themselves Jews live by Deuteronomy 28. And this is what you go by. Nothing else, no signs, no DNA, none of that. You go by the scriptures. They don't live out the scriptures. That's all we're saying. We're saying we do, they don't. And I just want to just say this. Uh, you know, you keep, everybody want to try to attack the slave ships. But again, what else you have said, I mean, you know, I don't want to repeat nothing anybody has said, but the slave ships is powerful. Everyone, they, it, people have to attack that first because it's the most obvious. Sephardi Jews was not put on slave ships. If Moses said they were put on slave ships and they were, why are you running around uh, trying to, you know, and I don't want to spend too much time on the caller because this is supposed to be a show where we're talking about, and LSU is in control, really, but it's supposed to be talking about uh, uh, our, our testimony, uh, LSU's testimony. Uh, you've been an Israelite for some time now. What has it done for you? That's the title of the show. But for one reason, for whatever reason, we're going on this road. So I just want to say before we go on a break, and hopefully when we come back, we'll get back on course with Elishua leading out. Again, the Bible talks about uh, your skin being blacker than the coat. That's not Sephardi Jews. This is being blacker than an oven. That's not Sephardi Jews. 
Bible talks about how his house will be led by women. That's not Sephardic Jews. The Bible talks about how your ox will be violently taken away. Their bit, ox was your, is your business. It's what make your money. Back in the farm, it was an agriculture uh, world. Your ox is really your business. Again, it's agriculture talk. Their businesses is not violently taken away. The, the so-called Jews run the world, as we already know. That's what Kanye was talking about. Okay, but there's over 300 uh, uh, prophecies. I'm only named, what, four or five here? But, I mean, it goes on and on. But the biggest thing I want to say before we go to the break, before I turn to LSU, then we go to the break, is this. They are a recess, just their skin. It's a recessive trait. And I hate to, you know, it is flesh. This is flesh. All of this is flesh. But it points to a weightier matter. We fleshly people have a spiritual mandate upon us. And, yes, you can holler about this flesh, this flesh, this flesh, but if you're talking about the Sephardi Jews or the Jews, and y'all excuse me for talking fast, I'm just trying to get to this break, but if you're talking about the Sephardi Jews being the Jews, that's flesh too. So all of you that want to say we're in the flesh, 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 what are you taught to say about the, the, the so-called Jews that you think are the real Jews? Isn't that flesh also? That's the double standard. Y'all need, to, y'all need to stop that. Because remember, the Bible says, I'll bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. So if you're cursing us and you're not sure, I mean, you could be very well cursing God's people, which you are, to be honest. But I just want to say this recessive trait, white skin, olive skin, those are recessive traits. Adam and Eve were not olive or, or white. Because olive or white cannot produce dark. And y'all may trivialize me, but really think about what I'm saying. The ancient people of the earth were very dark-skinned people. Most scientists say that Mendel, Leakey, have your pig. How can a recessive trait now be the people? What happened to the original people, the original look? Not that we want to stay on the look in the flesh, but, I mean, think about what you're saying. If, 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 I, I just don't get it. I don't understand how a lot of these people think. Brother Ocho, I don't want to spend too much time on that. Uh, I will say this, though. We've covered this very, like Brother John said. If y'all would just tune in to the show uh, uh, already recorded, it's called Biblical Proof of Black Jews. We go over all of this. If you really are serious and you really want to learn, uh, again, we go over this. And also I have a show called Bible Leprosy where I talk about the skin. It is impossible for white people to be the Jews are people of the book. It's impossible. Scientifically, biologically speaking, it's impossible for a recessive trait to be the ancient people of the Most High. It's just impossible. All right? Unless they're one of those tribes that, and this is it, LSU, in 10 seconds, Israel was taken to all four corners of the earth, right? Right. If get some dark-skinned people and take them up north, and they mix over and over and over with whites, which is what happened with the Crusades. Yeah, they could wind up white. But again, Israel was scattered throughout the four corners. There's not enough white people to have that much mixing for Israel to be white. If you don't know, if you don't get nothing else we're saying tonight, they're only 8% of the world's population. It's impossible genetically for them to erase dark-skinned people and all of a sudden to be white. That's us, my comment. Ellis, you're back in your hands, and then you can take us to a break. Well, we'll go to a break. Uh, it's, you know, because we did want to get back to the show. And I'll leave this last scripture, and then we'll um, 
uh, take a break, then come right back into the point of discussion that we had promoted the show to be about, which is, you know, um, now that you've been an Israelite, now that you're conscious and aware that African-Americans and those are the islands of the sea and the descendants of the European transatlantic slave trade are the people spoken of in the book and the prophecies, then what then? How does this affect our everyday living? How does this affect the way that we see life? And, and how does this affect in terms of how we worship and praise the most high? Um, if you would, in the scripture, in Isaiah chapter 11, and this is a prophecy concerning the, Mos- the, the Messiah. And it's 11. What is wrong with my computer today? Okay, here we go. And there shall come forth a stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow forth out of his roots. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, a branch. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of Yahweh. And shall make him a quick understanding in the fear of Yahweh, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and shall reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Down to verse 11, 10. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, will stand for an ensign of the people. Speak with people, when he says of the people, is speaking of Israel. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and the rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam, and from Shinar, and from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he set up, set up an ensign for the nations, and he shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. From the four corners of the earth. It's real clear. We're not just in Britain. We're not just in Europe. We're not just in Africa. It's at the four corners of the earth. And again, the major point to basically prove that any other people who are making claims to be these people, they have to line up with the scriptures. And the scriptures clearly said the four corners of the earth. Yahweh said, you should be taken captive to every nation on the planet. The word nation literally means ethnic. That means that every na- every people group on the planet would hold us into slaves. I'm sorry, but the Britain were not taken into slaves during the Arab slave trade. That was our first slavery. The European slave trade was not our first experience of being victims of slavery. We were taken slaves in Africa by 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 uh, Islamic nations. So our history with slavery did not just begin in the 16th century. So we can map the line out 
So again, we get back to the point of the of, of the of the show tonight. What's going on? What does this all mean? Because we're in the end days, and God is turning His face once again to His people, His chosen yes, people, sir. apple of His eye. Amen. When you look at the end time events, it's not concerned with what's going on with the Christian church. It's all concerned with what's happening with Israel, and that is us. And there's something Amen. that you're going to learn in next week's show on Monday. You're going to find out that the church did not begin with Gentiles. And the Ella church Shure. did not yes. begin in the book of Acts. I was just getting ready to do a, 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 a break. We're going to talk about that, just so you know, FYI. Okay. 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 Yeah. And the church did not begin with the book of Acts. <laughs> the book of Acts is the inauguration of the imperial viceroy of the kingdom of God in spirit. There's first lesson, then there was spirit. And that's what happened in the book of Acts. But the church began in the book of Genesis. And it began with the very people in question. And so to all of y'all want to know, why is this so important? What does it mean? How does this affect our everyday life? How does this affect how we worship and relate to the most of most high? Keep listening. We're going to take a break. We'll get back right at you. Brother Seth? Okay, folks, and again, you're tuned to the Five Stone Network, uh, and we'll be right back shortly. Covenant, all right. So, um, 
on Thursday, everybody, uh, we're going to have Brother Purcell Brochet uh, presenting. So just so y'all know, we have two great shows coming up next week. Uh, again, Monday, LSU, and Thursday's uh, uh, Brother Purcell. This is our format for now. We may throw in a Sunday show here and there. Uh, we'll see. Sister Eliana had expressed concerns about that. Stay posted. Stay up. Uh, stay in tune, I meant to say, as far as that is concerned. All right? These are the only two announcements we have at this time. Uh, so we just play a little bit of this next song, and then we'll be back uh, with the program. Bible is literally 
a book of redemptive history about one particular group of people and the most high working through those people to show forth his will, his purpose, and his glory in the earth. And that's why it says in Exodus chapter 19 that they would be a nation, a kingdom, a priest. And then you roll over in the New Testament and you hear Peter says that we are a part of a raw priesthood, a holy nation who has called out of darkness into light to show forth the glory of the goodness of the Lord who has delivered us and set us free. That's Israel. That's us. And many times when we read the New Testament scriptures, we're reading them through the prism of Gentile religion and not understanding that even then the central figure, even though it speaks about Israel, about the Gentiles and how that uh, door of salvation has now been made possible for them to enter in, as those who are the stranger among us into the fold, the commonwealth of Israel, we tend to forget that the book from Genesis to Revelation is about Israel and about God using Israel, his chosen people, his ambassadors to the nations of the world, his first church, his ecclesia, to be a light to reform and to show forth the goodness of the Most High. And when we fail to do that, and when we fail to do that, when we neglected in our duty, and we cast off his law, his law, and we begin to take on the things of the world and do as the heathens did, we went into captivity. To whom much is given, much is required. So when you've been given much, and you become derelict in that duty, and in your obligation, that which you've been called to fulfill, then your punishment is much more severe then the casual bystander or the observer. We are Israel. And as a result of me understanding Israel, from a, that we are Israel from a theological perspective, I now understand the scriptures. I now understand biblical prophecy because I know who Israel is and I know where Israel is at. For years I went to school, ORU, I went to Christian churches, and I would hear them talk about biblical prophecy. And for some reason, it just wasn't lining up. It wasn't lining up. But when I extracted myself from that environment, and like the Apostle Paul went off, I think it was like 13 years off to himself, and, and sit and listening to the Spirit of God, listen to the Holy Ghost, without all of the confusion and the static of the line coming from all these other voices, it became clear. It was as if those, I was in a dark room and somebody just shined a bright, bright light. And I saw the light. And it's a more personal, on a more personal point, is that until I found out we was Israel, I realized in my hardest, hardest, and the deepest recesses of my consciousness, I had a problem with Yah. I had a problem with Yahweh because I am not blind. I lived in America, born in the early 60s. And I see all of these, and I literally was that first generation that inherited the integration of public schools. I saw the difference in the treatment. I saw the way people, white people looked at us and the way that they treated and looked at themselves differently. I saw that we were treated differently. I realized that no matter where it was, whether it was in the classroom, in the boardroom, 
are in the prison cell, we always got the worst of brunt of oppression than any other people. And yet we were judged on a higher standard. And so I had a secret out in my heart against the Most High. And I literally verbalized these words one day and I said, God, why you don't like black people? Why you treat us different? Why are we, no matter where we at on the planet, being oppressed? What have we done so wrong to offend you to be treated like this? And then, even though I had considered it, Frank came on in my life and he's like, man, we're Israel. When he said it, I think my response was, yeah, I know that. Like, no, 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 brother. We are Israel. We're the book, people of the book. And I tried to run away from it. I tried to get away from it. I'm like, whoa, 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 I ain't ready for that. I'm like, oh, are you, are you losing your mind? Do you know what'll happen if I tell all these white folks that I'm Israel? And that's the same reason why a lot of pastors won't say it to this day. Because they are not willing to deal with the persecution. They're not strong this time yet. Okay, what you say about Kanye West? You got to be a strong man, a little over a million, a billion and a half dollars in one day, and still say, we're the blood of Christ. Ah, we're the blood of Christ. We're the blood of Christ. We have the same DNA in our blood as Christ. We, came from, we come from the same biological lineage. And I'm going to tell you something about these people who had this conversation who say, let's not talk about the flesh. Well, then let's just throw away the Bible. Because the Bible is just saturated with the identification and the geographic location and the conversation of nations and the people of the nation. And about these tall skinned Sabians, it gives physical details because nobody lives in a world outside of this temple earth that we live in. And we're dealing in a temple world, and the only way we're going to operate in this form, in this world, is in human form, what we call the flesh. So quit trying to get away from that conversation. All that is just a way to get to distraction because you don't want to deal with the issue at hand. But I can say this, and then I'll turn it over to, I think I said Brother uh, Pastor Chris first. I can say this, and this is something that I'm sure every Israelite who has become conscious and aware that with Israel has read this once or twice, to me, is heavy. And this is coming from this is coming from the people whom they who they use to try to deny that we're Israel, whom they use to say that God didn't give Israel the law, and that that is I believe this is the one who's speaking this. His name is the Apostle Paul, the greatest theologian in the New Testament, second only to the Messiah himself. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, no, as a matter of fact, before I do that, let's roll over to nine. Let's just go backwards. Paul speaking, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Spirit, that I have great heaviness and continued sorrow in my heart. For I wish that myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Now, who are these people? Who are the Israelites? To them, 
pertaineth the adoption. To them, the glory. To them was given the covenant. And to them, the giving of the law and the service of Elohim and the promises, whose fathers are the patriarchs. And of as concerning the flesh, Romans 9, 5, to all those who want to deny the conversation, and the flesh has no part of the conversation when it comes to the scriptures, but this is the Apostle Paul, the one that you all sometimes listen to greater than you listen to the Messiah himself, whose are the fathers of whom as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is overall, God bless forever, amen. Yes, sir. I, I fully agree with you. And all I'm going to say is most Christians, and I'm a Christian pastor, most Christians should find out who's who in the scriptures. Who are the Gentiles? Who are the sons of Jacob? Who are the Cushites? Who are the sons of Ham? Because we do not know who we are. And because of that, people describe for us what we're going to be. But, you know, the Hebrew Israelites that you read in the Bible, those are Ethiopian Jews, but we don't know that. But we need to find out who's who in the scriptures, and then we can find out what God, Yahweh, is saying about this person, that person, and other people. And that's pretty much all I have to say, my brother. And Brother John? Okay, Brother John, getting back to the mic. Uh, uh, Chris, I mean, Pastor, I'm sorry, Brother Seth, the same thing you said in regarding to the show, that question to you is um, how has you discovering the fact that you are in Israel and now that you're conscious of that fact, you know, how has it affected or changed or impacted your life? And how, most importantly, has it impacted the way that you view and worship the Father? Great. Yes, sir. Cause I think the best way to, for me to do this, since I have the opportunity, the privilege of working the board, put myself on a timer because I don't want to go because this right here is serious. So I put myself on a three-minute timer knowing I have four minutes. I think you said four minutes. So I put myself on a three-minute timer. Folks, listen. To me, it, you know what I, I've learned? This is why I was first going to write a book about this whole topic and some came over me, and I decided not to write the book because I found out something. If people don't get rid of the trust in white people, it don't matter what you say out of your mouth. It don't matter how much proof. It don't matter if you take them to Israel. I have the opportunity to take 40 people to Israel. I've had the opportunity to be with scholars and put, present. I've had people say, oh, I believe you. I believe you. Well, it's what the scriptures say. And these are people that will stand up to you. But why don't they walk in it? So I've learned something. We're under the spell of white supremacy, all of us. Some of us are freer than others, but if all you ever known and heard was white people, how can, this is the biggest hurdle for me. LSU will tell you what his hurdle was. The biggest hurdle for me was, and for, for my stepfather and for my family is, if y'all telling the truth, how come they ain't saying on Daystar? How come they didn't say on TBN? How come all these smart white men that you know is far more intelligent than y'all, so they say, ain't saying it? That's how we know. If you really want to get down to it, that's really why people don't really accept what we're saying. All you got to do is five key white people, 
and I can name who they are. All they got to do is come on TV and just say it, and then all these thousands and thousands of black pastors are going to say, oh, I knew it. I knew it all along. Y'all, listen. All we ever knew was white people and what they have to say. But the Father showed me some long time ago. A lot of these white people really do worship him. Quit playing. They really do. But white people have been conditioned all their life with the lie. And we're coming up against that lie. I've learned something by Kenneth Hagan. I'm calling names. Kenneth Copeland. A lot of these people, they're brilliant men of God. Quit playing with that. Millions of people have gotten delivered from drugs and all types of miracles in their life. So the people say, well, if that's true, how can they stumble? Let me ask you a question. Do you love the Most High? Why you do what you do? Why you been doing it so long? How come you ain't got free? Well, if you know you love God and you know you're obedient to him and you ain't got free and you still doing the same thing, how come these people can't have a hidden racism in their heart? And that's what the problem is. These white males are not going to tell you anything that's got something positive to do with black people. They have a stronghold of racism inside of them. Okay, my little timer, so I got one minute left. So I think it don't matter what scriptures we present, we are wrestling against a giant called white supremacy. And until white people say it, it's not going to happen. So those of you listening to this show tonight, and you happen to be so-called white, which is a social construct, no such thing as white people written in the Bible, but you find yourself in that social construct, you need to tell our people who we are because you know the truth because they're going to never hear us. It don't matter what we say. It don't matter how well we present it. So that's what I wanted to say with my four minutes. It doesn't matter what we say tonight. That brother that called, he talking about Sephardic Jews are Jews. All that talk and pushback, and his number one answer was the Sephardic Jews are the Jews. Now let's show it back in your hands. Thank you, Seth. And Seth and Pastor Chris make vital points. And... As John made some very strong points, now let's get John's uh, response on this. Is you know because John made some don't forget Brother Kenwin also reference. on the line. Uh, don't forget Brother Kenwin. Oh, uh, yes, I think right, you probably exactly. going to go to him anyway. Uh, but I just want to remind you. Yeah, because matter of fact, I'm going to go to Brother Kenwin first, and then Brother John, because uh, after Brother John, then we'll have closing statements and close out. But with uh. There were comments that Brother, and Brother John Ellen, made. sure, I'm sorry, I, for, forgive me for cutting you off, but it's for a reason. Uh, we we can roll over due to the caller that that, that kind of you know got us off course. I don't mind rolling over a little bit. I, I have about if you want to roll to go by ten twenty five, whatever around that ballpark okay. is fine. It's not a problem. With me also, those of you that's listening to us online, remember you got the call before ten o'clock because this show is only gonna it's gonna cut off right at ten if you're listening online. If you're on the phone line, stay put because if you hang up, you can't call back. If you hang up at, after 10, you can't call back. So those of you, again, that's listening online, remember you need to call the phone number, 914-205-5590. That phone number right in front of you if you got a promo, uh, 914-205-5590. Back to you, LSU. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, Brother Castleberry, and then 
you know, please tell us in the same regard as to, you know, since the fact that you've come into the knowledge of who you are, you've waken up and become born again to your physical, biblical. I always like to say biblical because it's not just physical, that biblical identity that your ancestors, your great-great-great-great-great-grandma, grandpa, uh, they talk about them in this most sacred book called the Bible. And what does that mean to you and what has it meant to you and how has it impacted your life? And so that's what I want you to respond to. And what I was saying in regards to what John stated, is it's, 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 it's irrefutable. The information and knowledge is truth is if we can sit down and reason amongst each other, it's irrefutable because it's the truth. Truth across the earth always rises again. And nothing can withstand truth in the end. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. You know, I only just provide you the way and give you the truth. And then I turn the light on so you can see what's going on. So in that regard, you know, I just read a scripture that Seth was talking about in regards to white people being the people who say this and family and people acknowledge it. But guess what, though? Whether y'all want to acknowledge it or not, let me read the scripture to you. Paul, again, Romans 9, 17, for the scripture says unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore, hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and he will harden who he will harden. These people who we know as our oppressors, these people who we know as our former enslavers, these people who say they are Jews but are not under the synagogue of Satan, who opposed by every effort and living out the reality of who we have chosen and destined to be, can't stop us. You can't stop what the Most High is doing. Because as a matter of fact, it is your opposition that he seeks to use and work through so that he might get glory and his might, glory might be given to him and never to another and not unto man. This is not a charismatic movement. This is not your word faith movement where it produces celebrities and big stars and, and then all of a sudden they go on, you know, got on, on tours where they go on and they travel and preach throughout the world and then you see them on TV and they become household names. No, this revolution will not be televised. Brother Casper. Hey, Brother Casterberry might be muted, so Brother John. All right. <clears throat> I don't think for, for myself, um, knowing who we are, uh, which, again, this took place over 30 years ago with Brother Seth, Brother L, just like I was telling the caller, we've been at this for quite some time. There were nowhere near as many scriptures that were revealed back then as there are now, but uh, it hasn't changed the way that I worship God in the least bit. It just, aside from the fact that I'm more thankful to the fact for the fact that He allowed me to get this particular revelation, and I feel that way about all revelations. At the end of the day, folks, this is nothing more than a revelation that was revealed at a set time. Uh, it's mm-hmm. exactly what this is, and it's not the only mm-hmm. one that's been there, and it's not the only one that we will have. There's still more to come. 
Those time frames haven't come about yet, and when they do, those revelations will be revealed. But this is just another revelation. What I really appreciate about it, though, is that when I read the Bible, I know that I have a key. It's almost like when you're playing a video game, and you know that when you get this particular key, you're going you're gonna to unlock this particular level. And you need to get to right. this particular level to go and get this sword mm-hmm. so you can go kill this particular uh, uh, boss, and then you can go to this next level. It's a key. And so yeah. all the stuff that the, charismat- uh, the, the charismatic Christians were forcing down your throat trying to make this square peg fit into a round hole, and it's just like, well, how can you say that with this? It didn't make sense. It makes perfect sense when you know who the real Israelites are. And, and let me tell you something. I'm not afraid of being wrong for 30 years. If someone, sh- if they, if I was able to see it, I don't care that I was wrong for 30 years. It doesn't change anything. My dudes are still my dudes. My God is still my God. I still read and and, and pray like I normally would. I was just like, yeah, I, I was off on that one. I, it doesn't bother me if I was not the biological Israelite because. I'm okay with being a proselyte. I, if, that's what it, if, that, if that's all I got, then yes, I would be okay with that. But more importantly, I'm definitely okay with being the quote-unquote spiritual Jew, which transcends them all. And so it's like people think that I uh, may think that, that I or anyone holds on to this because we've been downtrodden, that we'll take anything to lift us up. No, I don't care that, that if, if I made a mistake. It won't be the first and it won't be the last. It doesn't bother me. I will, I will always objectively look at what you have to say in the same way that I've always let the Jehovah's Witness come in, sit down, let's talk. They, you know, they run off. The, the Mormons, I was hooping with the Mormons. I would go with the Mormons to their church. It, it didn't make sense. They couldn't make heads or tails of it. How is it that your book is saying that the curse made people black when the Bible says the curse made people white? <laughs> it's like, how, how do you say that when your really? Lord in your in your Bible doesn't it, you don't have a capital L O R D which means Yahweh? You, you only have the capital L lowercase. Don't you know the distinction between the two? You don't see that? They couldn't answer those questions. And so the fact is that I'm okay with sitting down and being open and looking for the truth with anyone. And that's how my brothers here are my brothers. The my dude L, brother Seth, we we squad, and and it's not because of this. It's because we search for truth. And matter of fact, we argue more with one another than anybody else. We literally argue <laughs> with one another. When I say argue, I mean spirited discussion. Sometimes yeah. heated. Sometimes we won't talk for a day or two. I mean, you know, it's, it's it really. I'm talking about this. And and but but we we all know that we're looking for the same thing, and that's what I can appreciate. Yeah. We would be at Pastor Chris's church. We would damn near tear that church apart <laughs> on Friday night, <laughs> debating stuff, going back. Wait a minute, brother. Wait a minute, brother. <laughs> Hey, it has been a wonderful journey. I wish everyone could be along. So that's what Amen. it's been for me, uh, and, and I'm thankful for it. Even my back and forth with Brother Castleberry, it's like I'm thankful for that. He gets to state what he states. I state what I state. We don't see it the same way. I'm glad to hear the brother's on each week that he's on. So it's like, you know, it's all good at the end of the day. But this particular revelation, yeah, this is the one that's going to shake up the U.S., and I'm glad to see to notice, and I want to see what happens. I'm, I'm looking intently, brother. Brother uh, L. Yeah, so, uh, so much. 
Okay. Uh, Brother Casabere, I want to go to you next uh, because you were. Oh, okay. I think you were muted. Muted. Um, yeah, I but it is so me, John. Guys. Mm-hmm. No, no, go, go ahead, brother. Again? Go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead, brother Casabere. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, you had asked me a question before I was interrupted, but I'm in a factory, man. I'm I'm multitasking, <laughs> drug driver. But uh, you you were asking the question uh, and uh, about how how it uh, how it affect me waking up. There's a scripture, man. Uh, I, I'm forgetting where it is in the Bible, but it talks about uh, he was in the spirit, and I think the, somebody gave him a scroll to eat, and it was like honey. You know, mm-hmm. but once he got to That's the revel- belly, it was bitter. Revelation and. Uh, that's like exactly what it is, man. Um, when I when I when I came to understand I'm Israelite, I have so mm-hmm. much learning to get done. And but I tell you what, I am getting better. And you know what? I owe a lot of that to listening to this show right here. I am just like addicted to this show, man. <laughs> I am driving around <laughs> this country looking forward. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, you brothers are very educated. Uh, and you know what? Just to even ask, most people don't even say nothing to me, man. Just have somebody even talk to about this, okay? Because, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, at the end I'll of the day, you. that's what's bitter. The bitter is our family's not even on the stage, and they don't even care to talk it's about this type thing. of thing. That's right. And uh, mm-hmm. just to get somebody to even want that's to really talk true. about it. That is really true. <laughs> it's a it's a relief right yeah. there. It's a therapy, actually. It's a therapy, and uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, and you're learning in the process, and it's making me better to challenge my own beliefs and uh, to answer different questions. You know, uh, and uh, it's uh, man, I feel the growth, and uh, so I just want to give shout out to all you guys and Elishua, man, brother. Very impressive. Oh man, you and John, man, y'all are, man, y'all, 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 real, real heavy, real heavy. <laughs> when y'all go to speaking, you know, very intelligent brothers. I'm learning. Uh, self and, yeah. and and brother Chris. Hey man, I salute y'all too, man. Y'all soldiers in this good fight, and uh, it's 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 that's that's where we at right now, y'all. <laughs> We trying yeah. to find where we no. gonna hold hands and prophesy we gonna hold hands. We don't know how we gonna get there, but uh, it's prophesied we are gonna get there. So uh, that's, that's right. what that's the motivation. All right, yeah, that's all that's I wanted to say on that, bro. I'm gonna go back to listening. <laughs> I say, thank you, thank you, brother Castlewood. You know, and that's what's happening, people. People are waking up. It, it, this is, in a sense, Good a point. resurrection. It's, it's resurrection. Resurrection those bones in the valley and the dry bones, and they're coming together. And that scripture that he spoke of was talking about Ezekiel, when Ezekiel was told to eat the book. And he said that in his mouth, the taste was of honey. It was smooth like honey. And, and I know every person who has walked this path, who has traveled this journey, you've had that experience. This is, as John was talking about, that when he became aware and how that he began to learn this, understand it, and, and see it in the scripture. And I, and I describe it as a light. But what did Ezekiel said? He said that when he swallowed it, 
In his mouth, it was bitter. And this is not something easy because you're going against the opposition of the strongest religious entity on the planet Earth right now. And that is Christianity because literally these people are the ones and, and, and the Jews who fight us the most on this because there's so much to lose if the world embraces the truth. When we talk about people like Kenneth Hagin, uh, not so much Kenneth Hagin, but people like Kenneth Copeland, you have to consider this fact. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance, but anybody can be deceived and get off. And the reality is, is that when you get off and now you're called back to get back in line, what is it that you have to lose by lining up with the truth? And for some people, it's large fortunes because the world rejects the truth. He said, you are in the world, but not of the world. He said, because of me, he said, this is one of the prophecies in Matthew 24, you will be hated of all men because of me. I've never been persecuted in America because of my stance as being a Christian. But the moment this person who people will want to engage with over the scriptures and talk about the Bible. And when I said that I was Israel and that the Bible, that the Holy Spirit is revealed to me through the scriptures, that the descendants of the transit, European transatlantic slave trade are indeed Israelites. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Family. So I, I feel what Brother Tessaberry is talking about. But that is part of the reality of being a conscious Israelite. My daughter talks about it. She says, a lot of times, daddy, I can't even engage in conversation with people because the moment I introduce this truth into their reality, all of a sudden you feel the tension goes up in the room. It's because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against Satan, the devil himself. We read the passage last week in Revelation chapter 12. He said what? He said that he went to make war with the remnant of the seed of the woman who gave birth to the man-child. That's some pretty physical descriptions. And who was that man-child who was caught up into heaven? The Messiah. And what did he say? He said, because of me, you're going to be hated amongst us. You're going to be hated of all men. All men. All men. All men. He said that even some you will find yourself as the days draw near that your enemies will be those of your own household. This is the Bible that we are saying that church Christianity, not the Bible, not the church, not the, the church, but this is the Bible that they've gotten away from. And this is what this truth is doing. It's bringing us back to these truths, these realities of what it means to be a believer and a follower of Yahweh Shah HaMashiach, what it means to be chosen. How would you want to run away from being chosen unless you're not willing to take on the responsibility and obligation of being chosen? Don't you know a lot of people shy away from the limelight? That's why a lot of people are not successful because they're afraid of success. They do not want to take on the obligation and responsibility for being successful. But yes, we have demands upon us. You live in his house. You breathe his air. 
You partake from the fruit of the land that he's provided you. He blesses you. And not only that, he gave the ultimate price. He laid down his life and died. Can you imagine a God, a deity, the great I am, who created a universe? And he loved mankind so much that when he saw them in the fallen state, even before the foundations of the earth, he had a conversation with his father. And he said that I will die for their sins. Ask me, how does it feel to be a part of that? That that's in my bloodline while I'm running around here being called a nigger? What you calling a nigger? You talking to the blood of Christ, DNA, raw priesthood, the raw house of Israel. And the only problem I have with us, and brothers, I'm turning over to, to John last closing statement. Pastor Chris, Pastor Casper, and then Steph, you close us out. And that is this. The Messiah said he will avenge us of our oppressors and of our own enemies. This is him speaking to Israel. He okay, John, uh, you know, they all should know he dropped. I guess he know he dropped your call back. Why I don't know what happened. So uh-huh. uh, it happens. It happens. Not a problem. Just just having to call back because oh wait a minute, it's after ten. You said he's talking. Okay, it's after ten. He, so, he didn't know he was uh, Um, I tell you what, let's go to Pastor uh, Chris uh, for words of just anything you gleaning from what you're hearing, and I'm gonna get Ella sure on my line. Uh, sure. John, I got no. I got him right here. I got him right here. Can you hear okay though, John? Now, because I can't call him on my other yeah. line for real. Hold on. I'm putting... okay. 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 Can you hear me, Seth? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Go, Go ahead, ahead brother. That okay. That was good. That was all, all good. Right. Keep going. So my last point is I don't know how much I got when I got cut off of my phone. I just realized that this is a uh, reoccurring thing that happens every it's show. Okay. My phone. Okay. Go ahead. Let me say this. Is that, yeah. So this is the last thing, I don't know if you heard this, but I want to say this last thing because this was my last thing I want to say is that he said that when he returns, he's going to avenge us of his enemies and our enemies. He's going to avenge the Israel. He said that he's even going to send his chief angel, Michael, the angel specifically personally assigned to Israel before us. He said, but when he comes, will he find faith upon the earth? And this relationship began in the faith covenant with our patriarch Abraham. And he says that Abraham believed him, and he counted it unto him as righteousness. And that was 430 years before the existence of the law. And if you read in Romans 10 and 4, it says that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. He has provided the ultimate sacrifice. He gave his blood for the shed and for the shed his blood for the remissions of our sins. So we have been brought with a price. Our life is not our own. So I'm saying to all of you people, you know this is true. You know it's in your heart. You feel it. You just don't want the you don't want the blowback that comes with it. Square your shoulders. We're in a war. And it says, if you contend till the end, 
then shall you be saved. That's B-I-B-L-E. Uh, uh, Brother John, Pastor Chris, Pastor Cassie Berry, closing statements. Uh, I'll be listening in. I can't listen in because I'm out of the show. My phone is disconnected. Love you all. See you all next uh, next week. See Brother Purcell. Looking forward to your presentation on Thursday. Okay, and Purcell is not on the line, but I'm sure he he'll hear that later. Ella Shaw, Monday, uh, you want to go over quickly in like ten seconds what you're going to be sharing? Yeah, uh, on Thursday, uh, because uh, sometimes when we talk about the things of the covenant, uh, oh Monday, you meant we said Thursday, you meant Monday. Monday, I'm sorry, on Monday, we're going to be talking about uh, these things and how they connect, and that is the law and the covenant, specifically in regards to Israel, because remember the covenant was given to Israel. The Gentiles are those who have been engrafted in to take on, even when the Messiah said that I have another sheep that are not of this fold. And we're going to be talking about that in relationship to the covenant and, of course, uh, the resurrection, talking about the millennial reign of Christ, what some refer to as the rapture. And we're going to connect all this together and show it from the Hebrew biblical perspective. And then we're going to talk it up, chop it up, and talk about it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, who's next? Mine will be real short. Mine will be real short. I just want to say uh, thank y'all, man, for letting me yo, come on the show again, man. Uh, like I said, I've been a big fan for a little while now. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you guys, man, y'all, hey. Hey, y'all got to go it on, man. This is a real, real good show. Uh, thank y'all, and shalom, shalom, family. All right, shalom, shalom. That's Brother Kim and Casper. Okay, uh, Brother uh, uh, Pastor Chris, please. I'm going to just say um, you brothers have been doing an excellent job, you know, spreading you know, spreading the truth, spreading the gospel, our truth. And um, I just want to thank El Yeshua because he's always bringing it. And, you know, brothers, they have been a lot of, you know, outside of the Bible scholars who have looked at the Hebrew-Israelite thing. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of uh, Rudy Windsor from Babylon to Timbuktu. I'm talking about uh, Hebrewisms of West Africa by Joseph Williams, written in the 1930s. There's been a lot of research done on this. And, you know, because, you know, we, you know, we are not the cloud structure, but because they they want to keep a shroud of blackness over us. They don't tell us the truth. They just tell us what they want us to know. But you and I should read and understand that we are God's The original, the people in the Bible, you know, they were Ethiopian Jews. And uh, we need to understand that and move forward from that. We are not Gentiles. We are not people bought with a price we are descendants of abraham and we need to accept that and and live in it and that's all i have to say my brother and pastor chris i want to just name because you said that twice now i want to say this to you i don't know if you know it or not but the ethiopian jews came by way of solomon and queen of sheba with their son menelik and that's how they came into it the action, uh, 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 the twelve tribes was something completely different. But when King Solomon and Queen of Sheba hooked up, uh, Sheba uh, at the time or Ethiopia at the time was not related to Israel. They was probably enemies. But 
Ethiopia had a change of heart with Sheba, and of course Menelik, uh, they became, the Bible at one point said, Ethiopia is as Israel. That's how most the most high reverence Ethiopia. And it's not just that it's going to spread forth its wings. Everybody know about that scripture, but it talks about how that Israel, Egypt, Ethiopia would be as Israel. That's how holy the Father sees uh, uh, the change in Ethiopia. They changed. Ethiopia made a big change, but they wasn't a part of the natural, yes. original twelve tribes. But, but, you, when you, when you read the, when, but when you read the Bible, those are Ethiopian Jews when they talk about the house of Israel. Those are Ethiopian right, but Jews. Ethiopia, I guess, what I'm, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is this, and we can get into it a little later on. It's just it's mm-hmm. even bigger than Ethiopia. It's even bigger than Ethiopia. Israel. Inter- I, I hear you, but you know they were they they were Jews, the Lim Lim of South Africa. They were a lot of Jews. Yeah, the Lim within Jews, Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But Jews. I'm just saying Israel, you, that was the one. That's the ones we are reading about in the scriptures that we had. Those were Ethiopian Jews. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm not saying right. that they were the only ones. You know, they were a lot of Jews. Yeah. They had Jews. Absolutely. Because prior we, to Queen of Sheba need... and Solomon, just real quickly, ahead, prior to Queen of Sheba and Solomon's intercourse, I don't think there was Ethiopian Jews. So you see what I'm saying? There's thousands of years of Israel, but kings, I'm and all saying, of that. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying that they were Ethiopian Jews, the people that we read about in the Bible. Now, how they oh, got they're in definitely there, in the I... Bible. They're part of it for sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So uh, let's go to, and I appreciate you saying that. He's right. Well, lots of history okay, in the Bible is Ethiopian Jews. So we went to Pastor Chris. Appreciate that. And now Brother John Clark. Final word, please. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the show. Brother L does what Brother L does. And we know that to be the case pretty much every time he jumps on there. Um you know, I, I I want to number one just think of one of our brothers, brother Dan. I think about him sometimes. It's like I miss him uh, oh, being yeah. on the show. Yeah. At, um, and I'm like, for those who have listened to the show and been with us for quite some time, you'll just remember brother Dan. You know, coming in, be a good, bad, or indifferent, stating his case and standing his ground, and yeah. um, uh, yeah, he's, he was one of our dudes, and he's no longer with us. We just want to just quickly uh, remember him. The number, the next thing I want to do is just say it, the brother brother L is very very passionate to the degree that he needs a moderator. <laughs> Sometimes he should not moderate. He needs a moderator. But with that being said, moderator included. We open the floor, really, and, and this, I'm not. I, I, I haven't talked this over with Brother Seth, but I know Brother Seth has no problem with it. Be you a just a Christian who don't you know, or whatever you may think that that you don't believe that black people or the African American or the people down in Haiti, Dominican Republic, Cuba, South America that you don't believe that we are the. Um, the Israelites of the Bible, and, and please, if all you got is I don't believe it, well, just say that to yourself. If you have scripture, empirical evidence, whatever it is that you got, we are ready to contest it. <laughs> we, 
we are we, we are not new to this. We're not new to Amen. this. And for Hebrew Israelites who want to come on and say, hey, there is no Messiah, we, we've already dealt with that too. You're welcome. We, if you want to have civil discourse, we welcome it. And, again, we, we can handle L. <laughs> Seth has a mute button. I'm right next to W. Hey, man. <laughs> we can handle L. L. But, you know, L's passionate. We all are, you know. But we, we open it up. If, if that's what you want to do, just don't come in under false pretense. Just let us know this is what you're going to do. Don't be like, I got a question. And then you want to try and, if you know, come straight out and say, I would like to dispute. We would open up the floor to you. We've done this before, and, you know, we're welcome to do it again. Seth. It... Well, I appreciate that, uh, Brother John. That was – you thought all kinds of things I didn't think to say, especially about Brother Dan. That was all good. Well, listen, everybody, we've, uh, we're going to go ahead and conclude the show for tonight. I just want to add my little two cents in. Pastor Chris, thank you for bringing a little history point about the Ethiopian Jews. I was just thinking about that as, as I, John was talking. Ethiopia plays a key part. I went to Addis Ababa, and so he's absolutely right. Matter of fact, y'all may not even know this, but Halle Selassie has a lot to do with us believing with Israel. He was another of the tribe of um I mean, uh, a, a tribe of Judah from the uh, loins of Solomon that declared African Americans one of the lost tribe of Israel. We got to talk about the Ethiopian Jews because um, I'm glad Pastor Chris brought that up. So, Pastor Chris, please know I do know that. Um, I just think it's more than just them, though. They are like not cousins because they're related, but uh, 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 sh- anyway, we'll talk about that another time. But Ethiopian Jews are major, 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 major. Uh, they're partly responsible. For our revelation in us waking up, how his life had a big part back when the Italians tried to take Ethiopia. But folks, listen, we can hit this all kind of ways. Pastor Chris, you see where he's going. He has written a book. Pastor Chris, what's the name of your book? Just, just uh, real quickly. It's called the um, the. Hold on a second. Let me grab one. I'm I'm close to it, but it's it's about it's uh, it's called a walk through the valley. And it's um, it's the subtitle is the um, the what is called the prevalence of people of African de- the prevalence of people of African descent in the Bible. The title is a walk through the valley, and the subtitle is the prevalence of people of African descent in the Bible. Yes, yes. Can you see that? So you can okay. kind of see that he uh, goes into the African connection with our Israelite heritage. So it doesn't matter if you want to talk about the African connection. doesn't matter if you want to talk about DNA. We can talk about DNA. When I get done with DNA, it's going to be ludicrous for anybody to be hollering about those people over in Israel being the Jews. And then what you're going to do when a lot of people that call themselves the Jews acknowledge what we're saying? That's what I don't understand. That's why I think, as I said earlier, it's fear, like LSU was saying, like everybody's saying different angles, but it's white supremacy. It's just mastered and said, who are y'all? How can you be smaller than the white, the, the white man? You can't blame them. That's all they know. But like I said, if you struggle with sins, and you've been doing this since some of y'all been struggling since you've been an adult, how you figure white males and white females are going to tell the truth 
about people they've been told all their life is beneath them. Why do you think these folks are going to embarrass all of their foreparents as liars by saying the greatness of these people and how their foreparents turn over their grade? You think they're going to do that? You keep on waiting on whites to tell you the truth. I listen to a lot of white men. Yes, I do. But I don't trust them where it relates to talking about anything putting us in a good light. It's a stronghold. It's their their weakness. I'm not on no hate thing. I, I love white people. I'm one of the, I get in trouble all day for saying that. Uncle Tom. No, I ain't no Uncle Tom. Ain't no stupid love. I truly, matter of fact, I'm wrapping this up, and I always say these words. Love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean it, folks. We trust these people too much, which is why I'm writing a book about white supremacy, to cut this cord of trust, this umbilical cord. Then that's what happened to me. Once I got that cord cut, truth was just coming. I was learning books. It seemed like I was learning books of information every week. I saw listening to Ivan Van Sertima, Dr. Ben, Francis Chris Welsing. She said, coming, 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 coming. Waking up, waking up, waking up. Why? I stopped trusting those that have secret, a secret agenda to hide information from us. And when I go to them, and I ask them about these things, it's a look they get, and that look tells me everything. He wants to know. Like the song I said, Awake Zion, put on thy strength. All right, folks, great show, great show. Good night, everybody. Goodness, I tell you, the truth is often stranger than fiction, this one person said. Check this out. Good night. See you all on Thursday.
Oh, 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 oh,